0: Hello and welcome to the Esports Biz Show. I'm your host, Justin Jacobson. This week we'll be discussing content creators and streamers. Just as a disclaimer, nothing here is intended as legal advice. All the information is for educational purposes only. This week's guest is Official Chica. She's a Twitch streamer, content creator, event hope, and philanthropist. Official Chica is a woman in games ambassador and an eFuse and Shot Call GG verified influencer. She has hosted various esports events, including the Collegiate Valorant League, and has worked with many top brands and companies, including Fem in Gaming, the NFL Alumni, Astro Gaming, Nintendo, and Discover Card, among others. Thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here chatting with you.
0: My pleasure. So, you know, we'll start off. Tell us a little bit about your, you know, past esports and gaming experience. What was the first game you played?
1: Oh, man. So some of the very first games I played, I probably should not have been playing at my age, but um, I bonded a lot with my dad. he He's in the military and he was gone a lot through, you know, um, Afghanistan and Iraq. And so when he was back home, we always found ways to bond, whether it was through traditional sports, working on cars or video games. So I remember very uh, vividly just playing like Counter-Strike and like Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell with him. And like some of the very first Battlefield games, like Modern Combat and Battlefield 2142. Um, And then from there, just kind of started me playing on console, playing RuneScape. I played World of Warcraft at some point. (laughs) I used to level up accounts and um, sell them to people. And so I was like, oh, my God, video games are awesome. You get to meet people from all over the place. And that's kind of like where I started with my, my gaming experience. Mainly because of my dad wanting to establish that bond with him anytime he was back home.
0: Amazing. So it sounds like you've definitely, you know, played some of the good ones at an early age. So it's.
1: Yes. I remember standing next to my dad and he's like, okay, when I tell you go, you press the space bar. (laughs) So it started off like that. And then it just kind of evolved to me watching what he was doing. And then next thing you know, I had my own little PC. Um, and you know, in my game and in my bedroom and then I would just come home every time after school and I would set, you know, like an hour or two to play and and that's kinda of where where it stemmed off from.
0: Amazing. So how'd you kinda of get into streaming and content creation? And why'd you kinda of start getting involved in that space?
1: Oh man. So what's really funny is that like I've always gamed, right? More of like a casual play, um, after school, like in middle school, high school, even in college. And I think as a matter of fact, I think I even skipped my high school prom to stay at home and play black ops too. So (laughs) I've always played gaming, but I never took it seriously in terms of like streaming and creating content and establishing a brand up until last year when I actually started my brand. And the reason why is um, after my collegiate studies, I You know, I went to University of Texas at Austin for my undergrad and I did my post bachelor studies in neuroscience and neurophysiology Then I attended my master's and I was starting my doctorate and I had a moment where I was like, wait, I love this. These are my passions, but like this isn't tickling my creative side and this isn't really what I want to see myself doing every day, whether, you know, it was plastic surgery when I, whenever I did work in plastic surgery or working with children and teaching and while those things are still passions of mine, there was something that was missing. And so I had a moment where kind of like that switch flicked and a light turned on and I was like, wait, why am I like waiting for a breakthrough moment and just instead create one? So I sat down with my pen and paper and I thought, what are those things that make me happy? And it always reverted back to whenever I was entertaining and in front of the camera, whether that was when I modeled, when I acted, or when I did record my gameplay and shared it with my friends during my casual And so I decided, I was like, okay, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. And I thought to myself, okay, I still want to work with children. I still want to do academia. I want to stream and make content. What's really missing out there? And so that's kind of like how I formed my brand and uh, how I got into streaming and content creation. I, I looked at the market, saw what was missing out there and Wanted to combine all of those passions, all of those things that I learned throughout my uh, professional academic career and kind of brought it all in together and created Official Chica Gaming.
0: Awesome. So, I mean, that's definitely a really unique story where you're just kind of able to pivot from this more traditional track to, you know, as I can say, a less traveled um, path than most. And, you know, clearly you're succeeding in it. So what kind of moments stood out to you? Is there any time when you were doing something like, wow, like I'm really doing this?
1: Yeah, I think for me, like from the very beginning, I took it seriously. Right. And part of that was because I made that switch from something that was secure and something familiar. To something that's unknown in a very ever so changing environment, which is what we call gaming and esports, right? Because it's constantly evolving, things are changing, we see new organizations being brought up, you know, pipelines of sorts to get people integrated into K through twelve and college and then professional esports. And so I I was a little like petrified at first because I was like, wait, I'm leaving like a secure job in industry, the medical industry to do this. And I don't know if it'll work out. Right. But I I decided to give it my all from the very beginning. And the moment that I knew where I said, okay, this is going to work out for you. Believe in yourself was when I found myself genuinely content with what I was doing, where I would wake up in the morning and I would be like, all right, this is what I get to do today with a big smile on my face. And no point did I ever like, and I still haven't, I've been doing this for like almost a year now, haven't dreaded it, right? Uh, from whether it's creating content, setting up meetings, running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Like I love, I genuinely love it. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And so even on like those crazy days where, maybe things are possibly falling apart and you know uh, maybe my video is not uploading right or whatever the case may be. I'm still like, wow, this is like, this is great. This is what I want to do. And this is the industry that I want to be in where my mental health like has become so much better than like where I was before. If that makes sense.
0: That makes perfect sense. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, you know waking up with a smile on your face excited for the day and whatever it holds is an amazing feeling and i think that it is kind of something that's echoed throughout most people in the industry i would say that you know that's what's so great about it and that's even the question that i get like you know what's great about it like i get to talk about video games and talk about nintendo and xbox and playstation and fortnite and you know this is kind of what my conversations are about on a daily basis and that makes me happy
1: yeah, exactly. And I and that's how I explain it to people, too. And and there's this little like saying that I have that um, in your 20s that, you know, action is is as everything. Right. So it's all about like trial and error. And there were times where I did kind of like pause and I'm like, OK, is this really what I want to do? And I'm like, you know what? I'm in my 20s. Uh, it, you should be trying out everything. The only failure failure in your 20s is inaction. The rest is trial and error. So 20s, the 20s for me is like a time for experimentation, you know, so by not trying, you were failing. So enjoy taking risks while you're young is what I tell people. And I was like, like I said, a little scared, but now I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing that I decided to go through with this. And it resonates in conversations, people that aren't familiar with the industry and what I do when I explain it to them. And they're like, wow, you're really happy about this. And I'm like, yeah, aren't you? (laughs) Like, as I'm talking to you, I was like, don't you want to learn more? And and I do. I've gotten people that um that I've worked with in in the past, like previous colleagues. You know, they'll jump in my stream and they're like, "This is so engaging." Or they'll ask me questions of like current, you know, things that I'm hosting, events that I'm hosting, or that are coming up. And they ask me questions, and it's it starts a it's a good conversation, a good icebreaker too.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I think that that kind of you know leads into the next question. Tell us about like your typical day as a streamer. What does it look like for you?
1: oh my gosh so like my typical day as a streamer i usually tell people that my daily routine is consistently inconsistent and but by that what i mean is that in a constantly changing work environment i'm typically often adopting my routine you know to meet the demands of the fast-paced industry trends are currently changing so i have to look at current trends Upcoming projects and events, you know, I can get contacted today about an event and it's like, hey, we need you for this weekend. I'm like, oh, gosh. So then I have to change my routine. So my routine often evolves throughout the day. But I will say I do have some like day to day tasks that I typically stick to that um, include, you know, like the standard email checks, attending meetings, grabbing like an ice mocha to power me throughout the day <laughs> or scheduling, creating content for my socials. Um, I tend to coordinate my travel too with certain projects that I'm working on. And then I do have a set team that I, that I work with and, and they help me with my graphics and some of my editing. And so I have to make sure that I communicate on a daily basis with them and let them know what projects and things that I'm working on and what's expected to be uploaded on the Google drive and things like that. So Generally, my routine is consistently inconsistent, but for the most part, those little things are the ones that I kind of stick to for other day-to-day tasks.
0: Okay, that makes sense. I mean, I think it's just kind of like, are you streaming every day or is it just like, you know, try to get three days a week or is it just as you have the time for it?
1: Right now, because of like the projects, um, I did start off three times a week, but then projects kind of you know, started ramping up now that things are starting to open up. So it's kind of like whenever I have the time, right, because I might be jumping on someone else's stream and maybe it's not necessarily just on my channel or I have to attend an event. So that technically requires, you know, pre-production a time. It requires several meetings beforehand, making sure we troubleshoot any audio, any video problems that may occur so it really, right now, it really just depends on what I have going on in my schedule, but I, I try to stream a few times a week.
2: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I think that a lot of people, especially those who aren't that familiar with the industry, don't really understand that there's all this back end prep that like you don't just turn on a camera and go. There's so much so many other things that go into it, especially when you're doing live events and these bigger kind of activations where you have to have time set to figure out things and the troubleshoot and make sure everything is go time when it's ready to go.
1: Exactly. And because of the range of projects that I work on, whether it's, you know, like podcast appearances or panel speaking, event hosting, things in academia, and that can be in K through 12 and collegiate esports, which are completely different. then you have philanthropy initiatives. They all tend to differ, like what the project looks like. They tend to differ. So some require more time than others. And I find myself having to tell my community, hey, guys, can't stream today, but We'll reschedule for tomorrow or in the meantime go check out you know this event that i'm working on so uh, i also find that time that i'm away a time to still be creating content but guide my audience to other initiatives and other projects that i'm working on
0: awesome so how do you kind of decide what games to stream and the content that you're creating
1: so as far as like content to stream, I kind of did stick with what I'm most familiar with, which is like FPS games or like the Call of Duty franchise. Um but I my audience, they they're they're amazing. I I did express at one point that I was like, "Hey, I want to start streaming other games." And it was like an array, like a list of games that they have brought up on the Twitch chat. And so I've played co-op games um like A Way Out or It Takes Two. And so I also like to listen to my audience because I always say that um, your brand is not just like the logos, the colors and what your mission, your value is. But it's also really what your audience says about you. And so I always make sure to listen to my audience and figure out what it is they like and what they want to see me stream or projects to work on. And so I make sure to also ask my audience
0: Amazing. So what's your favorite part about, you know, being a streamer and a content creator?
1: My favorite part? Um, I would say that. So like speaking to people that haven't been in the content creation space, I think they struggle sometimes with the idea that in content creation, you have to be quote unquote unique or say something remarkable. And I tell them, I'm like, you know, not really. I think what I like most about it is the fact that I get to be my authentic self. And having that audience that resonates with it. Right. So I always say that an original was worth more than a copy. So for me, it's refreshing that I'm able to be my authentic self and unapologetically me in the content that I create and in the streams that I make and, you know, the tweets that I put out. And um, I think that's my favorite part of creating content where it's I don't have to be someone someone different. I can I can show people all sides of me, whether it's the the nerdy academia side or the fun, entertaining, like, you know, let's have fun playing Call of Duty side or let's talk about what's going on in the industry with social causes. It's like all of those parts of me. That's me. And I don't have to I don't have to pretend.
0: Absolutely. I think that's probably, you know, one of the, you know, the best things about it is kind of being yourself and that's kind of i guess the buzzword in all of these activations is authenticity and that mm-hmm. being you is what people resonate with and that's why they engage with your content your streams or you know the events you're hosting so tell us a little about that you know kind of how would you get into it and any kind of differences between when you're actually playing the game versus hosting an event for gaming
1: yeah and going hard on that too is the streaming part, there's never a dull moment, right? So I that's always something to look forward to as well. And meeting new people, creating content, making memories and sharing those experiences with people all around the world. That's so exciting to me. And so when I initially started, I, I knew the streaming side, right? And I've done my research, but I was like, I don't want to be just a streamer. Like, I feel like I can bring more to the table. And so when I looked at at the industry i realized that although women make up you know 45% of players out there or people that identify as women and make up 45% it's like well the representation side when you look at you know marginalized groups and people that look like me or come from my background that percentage gets even smaller and so i thought to myself okay well I need, to, I need to be that real world representation, right? That role model for those young girls and people that want to get into the space. So what else can I do aside from streaming? So I decided that, you know, I can host, I can create content for other brands, I can consult. And that's kind of how I, I kind of evolved uh, my niche and the things that I do in the industry where I knew that I could deliver a lot more than just streaming and that there needs to be representation in the industry for that.
0: Absolutely. I think that's definitely one of the biggest trends you're definitely seeing overall. And whether it's from, you know, third party brands like you're doing or just the industry itself, there's definitely, you know, an industry wide push for, you know, equality, whether it's gender or race or, you know, any other kind of, you know, like you said, marginalized. Um, demographic at this point. So I think that it's interesting that you were able to kind of really identify that need and are clearly, you know, doing a great job filling that void.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate that. And that, and that's the whole goal, right, is I, I always say, and I, and I talked about this recently, is that I want young girls to look at the space and people that come from backgrounds like myself and, and say, you know, wow, like I can do that also. Right. To have that representation in front of the lens and also behind the lens, whether that's, you know, developers or hosting or being a caster. Right. We need to see more of that representation so we can set in place what the industry should look like for the younger generation. And that's something, you know, creating that pipeline, that's something that's very important to me. Um, And one of my passions is making sure that what I do, it leaves a legacy and that it, it provides that positive, um, positive note for, for the younger generation.
0: Awesome. So I know you've worked with a bunch of different brands. So tell us a little about some of the stuff you had done with Nintendo.
1: Oh, my gosh. What I've done with Nintendo, it was so much fun. So I was part of like the Nintendo Switch Together Tour, and I don't know if you've heard about it, but it was like this huge promotion for Nintendo's new gaming device at the time, which was the Nintendo Switch Lite. And so I traveled across with many different uh, to many different college campuses in the United States. Some of them were like University of Iowa, University of Missouri, University of Texas, Dallas, UCLA, University of California, Riverside, and many more. And we traveled during the fall time to introduce this device to the newest generation of college students. So the freshmen, and we introduced them to the new games like Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And it was like, It was such a cool event because it honestly did not feel like I was there to work. Like, you know, being a brand ambassador for Nintendo is so much fun. Um, You got to, you know, tour the campuses on your breaks and stuff. But I also got to hang out with people and get to know people that were also into gaming. And it was the perfect spot for, you know, students to come together during the time where maybe they're a little nervous to step on campus and meet new people and come together through the power of gaming, which is one of the things that I love most about gaming is that people from all different backgrounds can come together. And, you know, it's kind of like t- traditional sports, right? You may not know the person next to you, but you're cheering on for your same team or you have that same love and passion for that sport. And so these, you know, college students were coming together to compete in different multiplayer games. And there was different opportunities for photos to take photo opportunities you know, they had awesome giveaways. And then we also introduced them to games like The Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening, Super Mario Party. And then there was also uh, Super Mario Maker 2, which it's so fun. I don't know if you've ever played Super Mario Party, but that's one of those that it can make or break a a friendship. And so Hmm. it was really funny to to see these students come together and play those games.
0: Amazing. It definitely sounds like, you know, a great event and it makes a lot of sense to kind of you know, have this icebreaker kind of thing where it's oh I'm I'm beating you in Mario, okay, let's play again. And just kind of start that little banter that could really, you know, develop friendships and like you said, break the ice in sometimes a less than inviting situation.
1: Yeah. And the Nintendo Switch is one of those great consoles, right? Um and I, I think I did they did really well during COVID because it's one of those you can plug into your TV, plug into your monitor, play with friends. Bond with your family, and so we saw a lot of that at the campuses. And I was like, "This is amazing uh, to be able to come together through through gaming." And you know, I even stepped in and I played a few games, and I didn't really know anybody um, when at these events, right? Except for the people that I traveled with, but I didn't know some of the students there. And and you know, we exchanged numbers. We're like, hey, yeah, you streamed Great, I stream too. Like, let's let's hang out. Um, so it was it was a really good opportunity to meet people and also spread the word about gaming and show that. Gaming, you know, it's not just you know mindless or anything like that. Like you can build a community, you can make new friends, and it's it's good for 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 the mental health of everyone. And it's just one of those things that you know I I, I feel very passionate about and and happy to be a part of.
0: Absolutely. So you know, kind of building from that point, you know, doing stuff in academia and college campuses. So tell us a little about that work in that sector.
1: Yeah. So I. I knew that switching to gaming, I wanted to still do things in academia, right? I didn't want to completely let my degrees or what I've learned in college go to waste. And what I tell people is that, you know, maybe college isn't for everyone, but there's still room for growth and knowledge and to expand and build on skills. And so I have worked with a few college campuses um, in California, currently working on some other ones that I can't disclose quite yet, but I'm really excited to. And I've done, you know, hosting events. I've done um, inst- uh, instructing. So I'll be teaching some classes on building a brand, right? What does it look like for someone that is building a brand from scratch who may not have any kind of background in social media or gaming, but it's their passion? And hello, that was me. I never had social media up until last year, believe it or
0: not. Wow. So, I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, I guess you were just busy in I medical think I maybe school. Had,
1: like, Oh, I don't think PlayStation app counts but um I think I had like a Snapchat and I hardly even used that but like to have Instagram, Twitter, eFuse, YouTube, all of those things like I started last year you know starting from scratch and so I'll be giving classes on those to to kind of guide the new generation, right? And also most importantly educate parents. And so that's a big part of the academia and the collegiate setting that I have been working on is making sure that parents are aware that there are careers out there for their children. And it's not just them picking up a controller. Right. And so if we can educate the parents, it can also put the kids in the right place. Right. And kind of help kids uh, facilitate their, their future in a sense. And so That's kind of that's kind of the work that I've been doing right now in the collegiate space. And, you know, I'm excited to see where it continues to go because the collegiate esports space is growing.
0: Yes, I definitely agree with that as you know, I'm very involved in that space as well as I teach some, you know, college classes and have written a book that a bunch of them are using. So I, I definitely see, you know, how collegiate and overall just the non-professional side of esports and gaming is just going to continue to grow over the next couple of years and beyond that.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like you said, we're now seeing college campuses offer scholarships specifically for that. And most importantly, also providing the skills and the knowledge and those like hands-on activities for you know these college students to learn how to do video production right and to learn how to maybe even do the business side marketing in esports so it's not just like i said the competitive side which is what a lot of people think of but it's also establishing a career that people can do in the space that they love right? Because I know a lot of college students and I was one of them. I did my degrees and I was like, okay, now what? <laughs> and so like, if we're able to provide these opportunities beforehand and in internships and educate the parents and continue that growth, it can do so well for, for the industry as it continues to grow.
0: I totally agree with that. And, you know, I think that what you said is kind of an education from all areas. So So, you know, a little bit about Women in Games. I know that you're involved with that organization. So tell us, you know, what they do and what your role as an ambassador is.
1: Yeah. So I'm involved in several organizations that are for women and Women in Games is one of them. It's a not-for-profit organization. There is basically a huge group of activists all over internationally. Uh, We have people in London, in the States, you know, Australia, everywhere. I believe that in more people, more diversity and more perspectives in the gaming and esports industry. And so right off the bat I knew, okay, this is an organization that I can stand with because they they believe in the same things that I do for my brand. Uh so more specifically like uplifting women and providing safe spaces for women in social media channels, whether that's Twitter, Instagram or even Twitch. So um, I know we talked a little bit about it earlier, but there is a lot of work to be done to make gender equity and parity a lasting reality for for women. And, you know, that's why I joined as an ambassador. So through, through being an ambassador, I work on initiatives in my community through my brand to raise, uh, to raise awareness on topics such as like diversity, equity and inclusion or equal treatment, you know, or providing opportunities of work in the gaming and esports industry and working on social causes. Uh, So for me, I I talked about this earlier, too, but I believe that young girls need to look at gaming and esports and see that real world representation. And so for me, it's important to be that role model and to have women come together and say, hey, there is a safe space because it has been for many years, very difficult for women to jump into the space if they're new, but also the women that have been in it for a while too, they've they've gone through their own battles. And so across the board we have a lot to do. But I feel like Women in Games is one of those organizations that has been pushing towards these uh towards these goals, right? And they they make young girls and people like myself feel like they are deserving of every change and every chance and opportunity in the world to pursue and achieve their own dreams and to not conform to gender stereotypes. And so that to me was the most important thing. And through my brand, I stand with them and I do my very best to educate people on that, provide content that talks about those things and tie it to current trends that are going on. And so while we do have some things to celebrate, we can, we can always do more. And, and I think women in games is, is one of those that's really pushing, pushing for uh, the equality for, for women in the industry.
0: Well, that's amazing. I'm, I'm definitely very familiar with them and some of the work that they do. So I'm happy that you're a part of them and, you know, they're really kind of making these huge strides in the industry, as you mentioned. So it kind of brings all together. What does the future hold for you in the space? You know, where are you going with your brand?
1: Well, you know what, Justin, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm here to
0: stay. Going to the top, top, right?
1: We're <laughs> going to the top. Um, I, I'm going on my one year mark and I'll I'll tell you right now, I had no idea that, you know, I I would be this far in, in my career, but also, you know, to be able to touch the uh this many lives, right? I have people that will DM me or email me and say, Hey, what you said was really inspirational how can we collaborate or, Hey, I need help with this. And I you know, and I consult people and I I give advice and I never thought that I would make it uh, to where I'm at right now, looking at a year mark. So for me, I say this is only the beginning and I look forward to continuing my partnerships with the existing brands and organizations that I'm currently working with, but also fostering new relationships in the gaming and esports industry. So through my brand, I, I want to continue, you know, my philanthropy initiatives my awareness on education and social causes teaching children uh teaching parents women empowerment academia establishing the importance of why we need to have the right people in the right positions to make the right choices those kinds of things uh is is what I is what I hope to continue doing with my brandon and, and i don't see myself stopping anytime soon and and i hope you know to continue being that role model and the representation for for the young girls and marginalized groups in the industry and, and to continue entertaining informing, and inspiring others through the power of gaming. That's, It that, that is my goal. And, and I feel like if we were on video right now, I would do like a mic drop.
0: <laughs> well, I think they can hear the mic drop through the mic and the, their headset. So I, I really think that that's some amazing stuff. And, you know, I really try to end each episode with my three questions. So what's your favorite game to watch?
1: My favorite game to watch? I would have to say, i would have to say call of duty but recently actually i hosted an event for futures first gaming and they were playing tekken and tekken is really interesting to watch so that's that's a very close tie right there okay tekken is really cool
0: so what's your favorite game to play
1: oh call of duty for sure
0: (laughs) um and last one so who's your favorite video game character you know mario luigi pikachu
1: uh Pikachu. I love Pikachu. <laughs> I have actually several Pikachu things around in my in my room right now. So I would definitely say Pikachu. It's like one of those characters that even if you didn't really know gaming, you just you know who Pikachu is.
0: Right? You know he's a Pokemon.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly.
0: Um, so you know, thank you so much for joining us. This was extremely insightful. So I'll tell everybody where they can find you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Um, as far as finding me on socials, you can find me at I'm official Chica, and that can be on Twitter, on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. <laughs> I'm like on all social platforms. Or you can just also find me on official Chica Gaming. Uh, put that on Google, and it'll it'll pop right up. There's just so many socials right now <laughs> that I'm on at the moment.
0: Awesome! So you know, thanks everybody again for tuning in, and make sure to follow me on Twitter, Justin J E S Q, and check Apple Podcasts for all our past episodes.